Are you ready? Yeah. Go. Just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. I'm not your boy. Toy, boy, toy. Another fabulous entrance by the one and only Kellyer. One and only. They call Ricochet that, but now I'm taking your name too, mate. <laughs> What's the story, Aaron? All right, Sean. How are you? Oh, Sean Michaels here. Actual name, Michael Higginbottom. How are you getting on? That's <laughs> actually Sean Michaels' real name, believe it or not. No wonder he changed it. <laughs> but, Aaron. For the benefit of those of flash photography and even those that don't welcome everybody ladies and gentlemen boys and girls anyone that is listening at home on the train in the car on a plane wherever the fuck you are you're listening to us what's the story from your two podcast hosts here tonight Kedder and the Aaron Williams fella what is the fucking story well if you got a nickname get a my nickname fuck that right go on introduce yourself the Kelly and Crouchy fella that's it you're soon to be world tag team champions <laughs> weighing in at more than they should yep a lot more <laughs> crouchy and Kellyer. what's the story bro how are we getting on i actually have crouch in the back of this jersey believe it or not no i don't i wish i did i had it on a remember the old black torch kit i think it was i had mm-hmm. crouch 15 on that because it was actually 15 at the time and it was my nickname so I had Crouch 15 in that jersey. Still have it to this day. Here, speaking of jerseys, what you got on there? It looks to me like, well, it's a beautiful piece anyway. It looks to me like the Bob Marley Bowes jersey. It is indeed, the Bohemians. Make a special appearance. It's too low down, but you can't see him. Wait, there he is. You up the Bob fella. The Bob. One love. Double originals. Well, that's it. That's it. We love to see it. So, Aaron, how's everything getting on? Uh, not going to lie, it's been a long time since we podcast, or at least it feels like we ha- it's been a long time anyway. Um, there's so much things going on, so many things going on in the world. There's so much to talk about. Which... Where do we start? Exactly. That's, I'm almost lost for words. I have so many running through my head at the minute. And for anyone that knows me in person, me being lost for words is a very fucking difficult thing to accomplish. Like, you know? So, Aaron, Adam. I, how are you? So, we, <laughs> I believe that we were going to discuss today the cost of living because it's probably one of the most pressing topics at the moment. It's probably the one thing that's affecting everyone almost. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, there's going to be some people that have their few quid anyway, but like, yeah. Me personally, I don't have my few quid. So, Aaron, let's discuss the talk, uh, the cost of living. Well, if you haven't got fucking money, you're living at home, then we're all being screwed, aren't we? Well, that's that's just the way it is, isn't it? It's just how how the fucking the story's going at the minute. Anyone that's in their twenties, thirties, even some people in their forties are really realizing now the error of the fucking of everything that's going on. How horrible of a situation we are actually kind of stuck in at the minute, and how inept the people running the show are. So, Aaron, where should we start? Oh, God knows. Everything's just gone up in price. Fucking diesel, petrol. They're saying like bread and milk. Your shopping's gone up. Electricity's gone up. Rent's gone up. You can't find a place to fucking rent at this stage. Um, I checked Daft before we came on, just having now to see what was out there, in case I, the this place goes up and I can't afford it. See what's out there, and in Dublin, there's just over three hundred places to rent in Dublin. And that includes doing accommodation on Daft. And then in the whole of Ireland, there's less than a thousand places to rent in the whole island of Ireland. There's 822, I think, available on Daft at the minute, which is shocking. And to get a reasonable place to live in, rather than like a little studio where your bathroom, your kitchen and bedrooms all in the same spot, you're looking at at least, at least two grand to rent. Jeez, man, you'd be you'd be better off renting the shed off me, you know. Oh, I seen a shed on Daft. It was thirteen hundred a month to rent someone's shed out the back. Fuck. So I get thirteen hundred quid a month for this place. Yeah, no, you get more because it's bigger. <laughs> oh, happy days, grand here, lad. Lovely 
uh, one bedroom apartment in Drum Condra going there, <laughs> two and a half grand a month. Anyone's looking for you, you don't have a toilet or a shower, but you can sort that out. You know what I mean? There's a river That's down extra. the road, so you can wash, <laughs> you can go wash yourself in the river. The canal is a little bit further, and I wouldn't wouldn't recommend that to anyone now. Mate, in Dublin, but that's man, a fucking, uh, that's a, what do you call it? Uh, a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be lucky to get a fucking bathroom some places. But, um, I know, I know we're talking about a serious topic tonight, but I'm not going to be able to help myself from laughing if we're going to be talking about things like garden sheds getting put up on <laughs> daft for fucking 1,300 quid. Like, you know what I mean? You wouldn't even expect, expect the garden shed to go up on done deal for 1,300 quid. It's a laughable situation we're in because it's how bad it is. Oh, we shouldn't be laughing about, but it's that bad. It's not funny, but like it's, it's shocking how bad things are. Like, for two people to rent, let's say a place is two grand, you're paying a thousand euro each, which let's say for an average wage is about half, or let's say forty percent of your wage gone, on rent alone. So, could be more for some people, could be less, but they say you should pay about thirty percent of your. Uh, net income on rent and to be able to afford rent in Dublin you want to be earning about fucking 50 grand plus to make that 30% and I seen a place in Dublin one I think it was Grand Canal and it was over 3 grand a month for a one bed I think it was it was over 3 grand anyway just for a one bed Jesus <laughs> I know right, it was lad, all, to fucking but... Africa with me Oh, fuck, I'm going to bleed in Thailand or something. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? I was chatting to a fellow when I was in Amsterdam last week. It turns out he's a Welsh dude. The John of the Welsh were playing the Dutch on uh, last, or last Tuesday. So it was the Sunday. They were in Amsterdam. Where these two lads, they were chatting to us. Man, shows whipped out his phone and goes, I'm a plumber all my life. Me and a few of my mates are all like tradesmen or whatever. And he shows me videos on his phone of a hotel that they're building in Zanzibar. So if anyone knows anything about Zanzibar, it's the birthplace of Freddie Mercury. It's fucking down beside Tanzania in Africa, and I'd say you'd get a better standard of living down here, have like down there than you would over here, which is fucking laughable when you think about it. Yeah, it's they're they're building gaffs, so they say, but probably ten percent are going on sale, and the rest are going to like investors and full tier funds and all that. So, like, what can they do? Like, it's you can't meet the demand of building gaffs. Um, unless you're building, what what was the figure like twenty or thirty thousand a year? I think it was or three thousand a year. I don't know what the exact figure was, but thirty thousand, I'd imagine, closer. Yeah, is closer than yeah. Yeah, there's no way you can keep up that demand, and uh, they're saying an affordable gaff is three hundred, four hundred plus, and and who's that affordable for? People earning sixty grand each between them. No. So like sixty, or say like me and you were up together, it'd be I'd be on sixty grand, you're on sixty grand as well. Yeah, yes, that's affordable. But yeah, the average wage is get... about thirty something. <laughs> yeah, I know it's mental. Actually, the average wage in Ireland at the minute is forty seven and a half grand. Now I don't know where that average is getting pulled from because it's certainly not getting pulled out of my fucking bank account anyway. No, the average worker doesn't earn fucking over forty grand. The like average Joe, so that's probably including all the millionaires like Roy Keane and all that. His his fucking income is including that probably but uh, it's a joke at this stage like everything's gone up bar wages like you know yourself or our one <coughs> inflation is what eight or let's say eight percent and uh people getting pay rises are only getting two or four maybe so they're saying um everywhere saying you'll get an inflation pay rise that's bollocks because you're not going to get it and leo was saying that um changes are going to come in the budget in october that's fucking what four months ago four months away we need change now okay. we need something to happen now well here's the thing though if you're going to wait for leo for Ragcart and expect any change or expect anything sort of even resembling a good plan or something that may work out you're going to be waiting a long time and i imagine hell would well have froze over by then but look come here look it's just it's the consequence of having inept people in charge and I've been following a lot of stoic pages for anyone that's seen my new Instagram post hack. Um, and you know what I mean? Like I've just been posting shit like that. Just stoic quotes. And one of them that really hit me hard is if you don't get yourself involved in politics, you're going to be ruled by people of a lesser mind for your entire life. And that's just the God's honest truth. And we've seen that as Exhibit A, Ireland. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
it's as we said, we're gonna laugh throughout this because if you don't laugh, you're gonna fucking cry. Like, but every time I hear of a new measure or a new thing getting implemented by the government, first of all, I think, well, that's fucking useless. Who's that for? Oh, it's for your mates. And the second part is, well, like, we're like, if you had to justify the tax money that you're spending on things, if these are public accounts, this was all open, if all the expenses of the government were open for the fucking world to see, I bet you there would be uproar. There'd be people out with torches and pitchforks. 100%. And look, come here, I'm not inciting violence here. I'm not saying anyone should get violent. But I feel like the only thing that's going to get people to listen, and especially to get government to listen, is to make them realise that a government, as the Irish government have seemed to have forgotten, should always be afraid of their people, and the people should never be afraid of the government. Yep. Like, realistically, the last time Irish people stood up and actually got behind a cause was when we said, here, look, it pisses rain here 24 7. 365, why do you want to charge us for water? You know what I mean? That's the last time we actually stood this, up and got something done, and look what happened. Well, there you go. Let's go. Well, why not Like, go out into the street, make them shit themselves, even just do a, do a standstill, go on a go slow, do a strike. Everyone just convene together and go, you know what? Fuck this. We've had enough of your shit. You're clearly doing nothing other than siphoning off money to your mates, to yourself, like, what's the crack here? You're supposed to be elected to help the people, not to help special business interests. And here's something that I'm not sure if a lot of people know, but you notice that on the New York Stock Exchange, Irish property portfolios are sold. So when people say institutional investors and cuckoo funds, it's people on fucking Wall Street are buying portfolios of Irish properties because they know, well, they have a housing crisis. And we can add to that and we can make fucking hundreds of millions from it. And until someone has the bollocks, cojones for our Spanish viewers, anyone, like as soon as someone comes in with the cojones to actually go, you know what, fuck this, you're not doing that anymore, and anyone found to be selling property to a foreign investor will be fucking arrested until that happens, or hit with heavy fines, or maybe have their kneecaps smashed in, because they're adding to a problem that is fucking atrocious. Like, you know what I mean? Until something like that happens, nothing is going to change yeah. and that's a realistic point like you know what I mean I've seen that throughout my entire life looking at politics I've seen morons vote in morons expect different results while voting for the same people listen to people lie and lie and lie on a campaign trail and still get voting I've never seen anything like it yeah. and not to go and offend anyone here but if it happens again I will have no choice in my own mind, being the rational thinker that I am, to think, well, I'm surrounded by fucking idiots. So look what I put up on the, the Ask Sessions uh, Instagram story, the uh, t- tweet from Leo Varadkar saying that during the lifetime of his government, they're going to abolish U- USC. That's a lot of been in since thousand. He's in there since 2011, and no such thing has been brought in. They brought in property taxes. Local property taxes have been brought in since, as we referenced there a few moments ago. They wanted to bring in water charges. You now have to pay for your beans. <laughs> January 2016, he tweeted that. Mm. Six years ago. Still fucking paying it. Having already been in government for five. Yeah. Like, no yeah. one's going to change. Like, even with the price of diesel and petrol now, it's over two quid. And when it was hovering around two quid mark, um, they reduced by 15 cent but what happened was all the garages increased their prices before midnight so when the 15 cent drop came in it only dropped by about five cent and now well that should have been illegal to do but they didn't write that into the they didn't write that into any legislation when they were producing this and this is what i'm talking about ineptitude in government and now the cheapest place you'll find diesel is about 210 which is fucking ridiculous I've seen place go up over two twenty for diesel. The reason why I'm talking about diesel is because I have a diesel car, and at the minute it's cheaper. But I'm putting forty euro a week into my car, and it's not even getting me half a tank. Whereas beforehand, I used to put twenty euro in, and it would get me half a tank at least. And forty euro a week, I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but you're looking at what when you add that up, yeah, hundred sixty quid a month compared to what two, four, six, eight. That's, that's more than two grand a year. Yeah, so that's more than two grand a year you're spending on fuel. Yeah, not even to tax the car, not even insurance, just to get from A to B. 
and I'm actually another bit of robbery right there. Like a more insurance. a more conscious where I'm driving. So I'm trying to save diesel. Like rather than driving down to the shop, I'll walk down or not go. Like I'm more I'm conscious and more about where and how I'm driving. I know all this carbon footprint shit and whatever, but like you shouldn't have that issue. And they're trying to push electric cars, but they're too expensive. They're like brand new, 40, 50 grand minimum. And the range yeah, and is have you seen the price of electricity? Yeah. It's, like, it's not exactly going to make much of a dent in your budget there, you know what I mean? No. Trade in the car, sell it, buy a new car, get the new pump installed outside so you can charge the car out the front, and then all of a sudden, oh wait, I have to file for bankruptcy to fill up my tank. So even last year, the price of the gas tickets went up, so not in the final. It was the first time they went up since 2011. So pre-2011, an all Ireland final ticket for a seat in the all Ireland final would cost you 70 quid. A hill used to cost you 30 quid. They uh, raised the price in 2011, so it was 40 quid for a hill, and it was 80 quid for a seat ticket. Last year, they rose the, rose the price again, and it's now 45 quid for a hill ticket and 90 quid for a seat ticket. And then you see these companies, like little small businesses, putting up like little signs saying, apologies, we have to increase our prices due to everything else going up in price. We have to raise our price. Like they have no choice. If they don't raise their price, they're fucked. So everything, like mm-hmm. I mean, everything's gone up. Even taxi fares are going up. Well, there's the thing, like, um, everything see, the inflation, up. inflation is a consequence of Europe and the US printing shitloads of money putting more money in the market and devaluing money, devaluing the currencies altogether. <sighs> Look, honestly, it's just the greed, the absolute greed at the moment is, it's almost soul-destroying. And like like you said earlier, look, I don't rent, I don't drive. So I couldn't even imagine what my life would be like if I had the extra fucking cost there to handle. Being honest, it's the way things are going over here the last few years. And I'm, I hate saying this. I would classify myself as no, I'm not going to go bomb anywhere. Don't worry or shoot anyone. I'd be a nationalist. I, I, I love my country. I love where I come from. But the older I'm getting, the less I love it. The less I love the people. Sad. The less I love what's going on over here. It's it's not nice to see. Uh, here, Charlie Chaplin said it best. It's, people are getting used. Like, what's it? Drilled and dieted, treated like cattle. Used as cannon fodder. That's what's happening over here. Not in the literal sense of no one's getting blown up over here. But you're gonna see people blowing their fucking brains out in untold numbers in the next few years when we see this fucking recession hit. And look, it's the start of a recession. And anyone that doesn't think so, get your head out of your ass and get your money into the bank or into a credit union. Don't worry though, it's still not gonna help you because it'll still be worth fuck all by the time you take it out. Look, we don't mean to bring this on a depressing note, guys, but there's not a lot to be very, very happy about at the moment in terms of the overall financial situation of the country. And to rub salt in the wounds, a deal done back during the austerity measures, back during the, the Great Recession. Don't remember that being that fucking great about it. Um, the deals that had public, high-level public sector workers take a pay, uh, 10 to 15% pay cut in their net pay, or the gross pay, sorry, has now been reversed. So high-level judges and people at the highest level of government, or not government, highest level of public sector workers are all going to be getting increases in their wages. While I'm pretty sure about 70% of the nurses in the country still haven't got that lovely gesture of the thousand euro. At least everyone lit a candle for them last year. Thanks, Leo. Yep. You know, it's, look, it's disgusting. It, it really is disgusting. And I know this isn't the only place in the world and people can always talk about macroeconomic factors being a case here or macroeconomic factors play, taking a toll here. But I'm going to put this bluntly to you. A lot of Ireland's energy comes from wind energy. So why is the price of electricity going up? There you go. Right. That, that, that's one thing, right? We get our gas, our natural gas, from where? The North Sea, off the coast of Scotland. Not Ukraine, not Russia. So why is the price of that going up? Bread, grains, all grown here. Excellent country, known for its farming industry. She said bread and milk prices going up. I didn't know cows cost more. Didn't know it took cost you more money to fucking milk a cow like or to make a fucking sliced pan like there's certain people here certain businesses and certain industries that are taking the fucking piss here there's certain ones as you said small to medium enterprises they have to raise their prices or else they won't be able to function 
but there's too many piss takers. There's too many people that got allowed away with fucking murder. And I mean murder. Like, think about anyone here. Now, as I said, I don't drive with car insurance. If I'm pissed off about car insurance and I don't even drive, you know there's something wrong there. House prices, I'd be lucky to be able to afford a house in my lifetime. Same with most people. And if you fall into the trap of renting, God love you. Because that lifetime is going to be even longer. Maybe Leo might keep a promise before the fucking house prices go down. We never know. But, look, it's just altogether not the happiest situation to be in. It's not the place that it used to be, really, is Ireland. No. Look, if you're a single person all with uh, no partner, forget about getting a place to yourself because it's not affordable. Well, there you go. You're going to end up living in a gap of fucking 16 other people. Like, I'm tempted to fucking move back home just to save a bit of money. That's how stuck it. I am because I'll say this at the end of each month, I have about 400 euro to myself. That's for like to treat myself on nights out, double matches. That's after all my bills are paid, after my car, diesel's taken into consideration, shopping, rent. All my bills are taken into consideration. I have about 400 quid, give or take, to get dog food, go double matches. And if you think about it, it's not a lot if you actually think about no. it. It's less than the average weekly wage is what you're being left with for an entire month of work. Yeah, so we're getting paid now on Friday and I'm going to do a match on Saturday. I'm going to do a double header on Sunday and then there's a semi-final next month and also the Orlando final next month. So this paycheck has to get me through that. And I'm... Don't worry, you're ever. not going to the all Ireland final. <laughs> we're not going to make that. Make that. <laughs> no. Well, previously, like, I look forward to nights out for double matches and going down the country supporting Dublin like even the price of hotels are getting ridiculous now like I'm what worried the about the price of a cargo yeah fucking hell I went to a torty there I know me I was a torty I'm old I'm closer to torty than I am 25 <laughs> now I think oh. just about I think don't worry I'm, I'm closer to 25 than I am 20 <laughs> I think next month I'm officially closer than torty than I am 25 but anyway I was at a torty and for a bottle of Peroni I paid five was it five thirty I paid? I've paid for a three hundred mil bottle of Peroni. Yeah, I was, for a point you'd be like right, fair enough. But for a bottle, I was like, that's a bit expensive. And then for a whiskey and coke, I paid nine seventy for a Jemson and Coke. I don't know if that's expensive or not because I don't really get whiskey on night out that often. Um, I'd rather just drink at home, and when I do, I drink a bottle of it. But sure, look, um. This wasn't even in the city centre though, was it? This was in Swords. Yeah. This is in County Dublin. Yeah. So this isn't like you went into the city centre or went into the Temple Bar Bar. You didn't go into fucking Lily's Bordello, which probably isn't even open anymore. You didn't go anywhere in town. You went to Swords. Once again, County fucking Dublin. And you were charged nine seventy for a single whiskey and coke. Yep. Like that's basically a tenner around. Like an old. The cost of a uh, drink went up, didn't it? Like per, what was it, per unit? You had to charge a certain amount or something, wasn't it? That's what. Yeah, there's minimum unit pricing, and certain alcohol companies got away with it because the likes of, do you know the way there's certain, you know, for lack of a better word, there's certain drinks, certain pints, not pints, certain cans that only junkies will drink. Yeah. Yeah, as I said, for lack of a better word, <laughs> I don't really have a better word for Um, Yeah, so Dutch Gold, for example, right? Dutch Gold lower their alcohol percentage to keep their cans at five euro for four cans. Mad like, but who does that help? Realistically. Poor bloke on the street goes, I actually just want a fucking can. Yeah. Oh wait, no, I can't afford it. Like, it's taken away from people. I just don't understand it. Like, Ireland had a record tax intake last year, yet we still absolutely reef the people out of it. Like, as a generation, anyone born between God's honest truth, anyone born between 1985 and I'd say about fucking 10 years ago, I'm sorry, but this has been a government rape of a generation. Everything that we were built up for, everything that we are promised has been ripped away from us with not so much as a fucking apology. And it doesn't sit right with me. It really doesn't. And I'm surprised. As I said, Bruce Springsteen concert, it's cheaper to go to fucking Rome to see him than it is to travel from Cork to Dublin. Says a lot, doesn't it? It's cheaper that to says fly to Rome than it is to drive to Dublin and stay overnight. 
Oh, it's so backwards, this country. You're getting it's... fucking bent over and screwed. Well, that's it. As I said, it's the rape of a generation. Like, and honestly, I can't, like, it's not like Sinn Féin are going to make it any better either. And it don't mean to drag down any one particular political party. And you know me, I, I have no problem with Sinn Féin other than the fact that they never produce any viable plans themselves other than criticise the government. The government should be criticised because most of their moves wouldn't be made by a toddler with a degree of common sense. Or at least, if you do make a move, you'd know how to back it up and make sure that there's no loopholes or ways in and out of shit. But Sinn Féin's answer is always, uh, double the money. So we need to build more houses. We're going to put 200 billion behind, or 2 billion behind this. But we would have put 4 billion. It's like, where are you going to get this four billion? Where are you getting the extra money? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I'd love to see a complete political overhaul over here. I'd love to see the government come crumbling down in a blaze of fire because it wouldn't be a blaze of glory. And then someone to come along, stand on the ashes, piss on it, and go, right, well, we burnt that one down and got rid of the cancer that was the government of Ireland. Now, we can build a new. I'm not talking about communism before I get called a communist in the comments. I'm not talking about fascism. I'm talking about people ruling people, voting for people in line with, oh, I'm not just voting in a party. Get rid of this bullshit of, oh, I can run three people from the same political party in one area. So when one of them doesn't get the votes, their votes will transfer to the next person. The next person doesn't get in, they get transferred. Because what that does, it's cheating. It keeps people in power that shouldn't be in power. It keeps people that aren't wanted around. Look at, right, Michal Martin is the leader of this country and didn't even get the highest amount of votes in his own constituency. Leo Varadkar has the tarnished it and it took him to the fifth count and two other Fianna Gael councillors getting dropped out of the race and his votes getting transferred to him to actually get in in his own fucking area. So that if that isn't an indictment from the people in your own area for how much of a shit job that you're doing, I don't know what the fuck is. And if that doesn't sink in, I think the only thing that will sink in is a fucking clatter. Do you know what I mean? As I said, offer still stands. It might not be 28th of November this year because we haven't got a chance to organise white-collar boxing event because insurance is too fucking expensive. But, Leo, maybe you can help us with this because this challenge goes out once again. Leo Varadkar, I am calling you out, motherfucker. Right? I'm calling you out to a charity boxing match where every single penny from this charity boxing match will go to a homeless charity. If you are willing to step into a fucking ring for three rounds with the biggest gloves on possible where fucking sumo suits if you want, I just want to take out the frustration of the people on you. And if you want to sub in Martin, that's fine. If you want to sub in, what's that other dickhead? Look, insert random Pascal. politician's name here. Pascal Donahue. As I said, I'll slap the list out of that mouth. <laughs> Look, I'm fed up. I'm fired up. I'm fueled up. I'm getting ready. I'm training. Right? So either get your arse and gear. I'm not going to say sign a contract because there is no contract. This is an offer out in public. If you want to help, the homeless situation, which you clearly don't, through your own way of governing. Why not let other people spend money to see you get the head slapped off? All I'm saying, who knows, you might catch me with a lucky punch and then get battered afterwards. But still, the offer's always going to stand. I'm always going to want to dance in your head. <laughs> so, Jerry said about the cost of fuel and all. If it, uh, gets, I try not to listen to him. Dear the way, but you can't help it sometimes. If it gets out of hand, we're gonna do. We're gonna do something about it, mate. It's getting out of hand the fucking past few months, and why are you only saying See, off the way till it more? gets. The way till it gets so far out of hand that there's nothing that can actually feasibly be done, and then they go, "Oh well, um, um, we um, <laughs> tried our best, um, 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 um. <laughs> like, well, fuck off, like you stupid stammering cunt." Oh, it's like, all happened. You know what I, mean? I hate to be going after people with speech impediments here, but what a wanker! Like, you can't keep promising that you're going to change things, you're going to help things, do fuck all, and hope for like, hope that no one realizes. Like, what's the, like, do you know what I mean? Do you know what will happen? The price will go up to about 260, the price will go up to about 3 euro, and they do something about it. I want to bring it back down to 2 euro. That's still, that's what's going to happen. They're going to wait till it gets to a level, so they're going to be able to bring it down where it's still expensive. Like, the price of a pair barrel when it was at its all time high whatever 10 years ago whatever the price per barrel was 140 euro 143 euro per barrel and the price of diesel was 100 was 120 i think and now the price per barrel is what is it 93 euro or 120 per barrel it's a lot cheaper anyway but yeah it's double the price on what it was then even though the price of the barrel has gone down see what these are 
Smokes. I'm ready. Rolling tobacco. It's supposed to be cheap. It's supposed to be a cheaper alternative. Uh, Less toxins uh, and shit. But, right? I used to be able to go to the shop and spend a fiver and buy a box of roadies. Only nine grams, but it was only a fucking fiver. You can't buy anything less than 30 grams now. And guess how much that cost me in the shop two days ago? For 30 million. grams of amber leaf. Nine. You can add a few decimal points there. No, it cost me 22 euro and 50 cent for a box of fucking roadies. Fuck off. Now, the beauty of living in what we have, which is a constitutional republic, quite like France and quite like America, is being able realistically to exert some form of freedom is what I thought. So if I want to smoke my, until my lungs turn black and I am full of cancer and die, I should be able to fucking do so without having to incur the wrath of nothing more than tax. When you go away and you see it's €3.80 for a box of Marlboro Red in a smoke machine in Spain, yet over here it's 15 50 a box. You have to Jesus. Hmm, no wonder we have record tax revenue. When you go away and it's €2 Euro for a pint, and you go into fucking town here and go, oh, well, 960. Well, I, I, I guess I can't buy another pint tonight. Like, I, I just really don't understand it. There's a cost of living situation, a cost of living fucking. It's not even that much of a problem at the moment because there's a simple solution. And a problem to me is something that can't be solved easily. Do you know how you easily solve this? Cut down on the tax, cut out the bullshit and tell government you're not allowed to have any expenses written down. Drive your own cars, get rid of your chauffeurs. Right. If you had to do that, maybe you'd realize how much petrol costs you take ignorant bastards. Like, like <laughs> I'm getting filled up and fired up here, honestly. Should he claim fucking like, more expenses when he don't bleed and drive? Drive. As I said, they have <laughs> chauffeurs and like you know what I mean. They shouldn't be able to. The only pub open during the pandemic was in the Dáil and the airport. Yeah. That's all like, probably you know what I mean? paid for by us as well, but sure look. Well, that's it. Like they don't have to pay for petrol, they don't have to pay their expenses. Half of them don't even show up to work and the ones that do, like Eamon Ryan, fall asleep at the job. Oh my God. He's too busy. Do you know what? He's probably too tired from the cycling to work, you know? (laughs) Poor Eamon, you know, sore legs and everything like that. Just going back to the smokes real quickly. I used to be able to go to the shop for my nanny with a tenner and get changed to get John Player before. And they say they're going to do something in this budget about the cost of living. I'd put money on it right now that smokes and alcohol is going to go up again. Yeah, everything's going to get worse, realistically. And I don't blame anyone that comes back with a suitcase load of fucking smokes from anywhere they go to. Like yeah, the best way of showing them, they actually want to stop selling smokes in shops over here now. They want to just open up dedicated tobacco shops. But if you make shit so expensive, you're not going to be able to open the shop or at least no one will be able to keep the shop open. You get no fucking business. No. I don't know how much John Player now is, what's it, 14 quid or something? 13 quid, 14 John quid? Player Blue, 15, 50. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Does your nanny still smoke? Yeah. I was gonna say, God love her. I'd say her pension's gone after after two boxes. Like, I remember going to the shop for her with a tenner and getting change. Mm-hmm. Fifteen euro, fucking hell. Fifteen euro and fifty cent for a box of John Player Blue. I'd say a tenner that is tax. You know that same with bleeding petrol and diesel. What is sixty percent of that is tax? If not, no, it's not mm-hmm. that, is it? So it's about forty or sixty percent tax in that in diesel. But like. The van is, you're getting charged tax on fucking everything. Well, that's the thing. And you know what? As the Yanks said to the British, no taxation without representation. I don't feel represented in the slightest by our government. I don't feel represented by the decisions. And I don't have any confidence in their ability to make any decisions for the benefit of the people. There shouldn't be a 24-year-old in the capital of the city saying that. Who comes from a good background that's not living out of their house, that doesn't have overwhelming expenses but i can see from the people around me how much people are struggling the industry that we work in you deal with that fucking sort of conversation a lot more than most and i'm not even talking about the job i'm talking about walking down the road and you see people that are usually smiling all the time that don't have a fucking smile on their face and they're struggling to crack one you know what i mean you're gonna look at a situation where unfortunately ireland doesn't have a marcus rashford that can go around raising money for kids to get fed but it's going to come to a situation quite similar to the way, the way it is in England where kids are going to be getting like fed off of fucking food stamps. Here's what for you, right? It's, it's I have, disgusting. My two pairs of jeans started to rip. I don't think I could afford a new pair of jeans, to be honest. Without them, Without fucking <laughs> uh, like subsidize something else. Like I don't have to, have to sacrifice something else in order to get a pair of jeans. And I can't just walk into the pennies to get a pair of jeans because they don't fucking fit me because I'm too tall. For sure, look. 
that but shouldn't like, be the case. The developed world shouldn't be like that. I you know what I mean? You live in a functioning society. Uh, in a functioning society, that doesn't happen. You shouldn't have to make sacrifices. You're saying you have to either choose, can I get a fucking clothes that I need for work or food? People are going, can I get food or heat in this month? Sorry, kids, you can't play your PlayStation. Why? We can't afford fucking electricity to turn on the television. Like, what world do they live in that this is an okay situation? I don't know, but I think it's time to move off topics because I think we're just ranting too much. And I feel like we are, but do you know what? If we're gonna go onto another topic, it's gonna it's gonna focus on something else that's quite dear to my heart. If you don't mind? Yeah. And it's Ireland's culture and nightlife, which is being destroyed and ravaged. There's no nighttime economy to be had here anymore. No. People complain about there not being enough taxis. I complain that there's not enough nightclubs. There's not enough facilities. There's nothing for people to do over here. Our, Ireland's nightlife in the last few years has been absolutely destroyed. It's been pulverised. And I'm going to just list off a few places off the top of my head that I used to frequent, that I used to like going to, and even a few places I didn't like going to, that are no longer available. Hangar, now apartments or a hotel. District A, now apartments or a hotel. The right venue no longer has a licence. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, the blacker is now a fly fit. At least the hearts are still getting racing in the in, in the blacker anyway. <laughs> like barcode is gone, dandelions is gone. Uh, not that I ever went to Lily's Bordello, but I don't think that exists anymore. And if it does, I haven't heard of anyone going to it in a long time. From what I've heard, Everly Gardens is closed, and people wonder why town is so dark and has an air of menace because no one has anywhere to fucking go. Everyone gets thrown out into the street when it hits three a.m. and shit hits the fan. Three a.m. That's late. Most places sure are fucking oh, yeah. half one. Half one, two, yeah. Like, there's easy fixes to all of this. And one of the easy fixes is to stop allowing foreign companies to build hotels and take money from Ireland's economy and put it into foreign economies. If you're going to allow hotels to be built, why not get an Irish company to build them? Why not have someone build them that's going to keep the money circulating in our economy to help the economy grow rather than siphoning money off and sending it to other places? It's the same with the cuckoo funds. It's the same with, as we said, Irish uh, property portfolios getting sold on the New York Stock Exchange. It's short-sighted fucking foolishness. But another place that's going to be destroyed Live to around. build a holiday in, to build an extension on a holiday inn, on a fucking holiday inn, a place that genuinely brings together three different vibes a place that is completely unique in all of dublin and may i say all of ireland because i don't know a place that quite fits it and that is the smoking area or the beer garden as some people call it of the living room Murray and fibber mcgee's and you look at that right the amount of people that got their first the, the people that play gigs and fibbers fibbers is, has such a rich history the likes of you too aslan people that made their way up if you get rid of all of these venues where are you going to get these sort of people coming up? Where are you going to let people that have any sort of artistic endeavour to pursue? Where are they going to pursue that if they don't have a place to go to do it? Why is there a hotel getting built on the main street, like getting added onto on the main street in Dublin, where bars, pubs, restaurants are in dire need? Places for people to go, places for people to blow off a bit of steam and spend what little bit of cash that they actually have left at the end of the month. No, sure, we'll take that as well. Uh, that's gone too. So look, come here, there's a petition going around, I'm pretty sure, and people are sending in complaints about it. And if you do have any complaints to send in, and if you're like me, please do send in a complaint to Dublin City Council and let them know how much they have fucked up and how you would like to see this reversed. Because realistically, as we said, the power should be with the people. Government should always fear their people. And realistically, I don't think you'll find many people here that will say, yeah, get rid of that beer garden. So, so you really would be hard-pressed to find anyone that wants that gone. Honestly, during the summer, during the World Cup, now we could have had a World Cup right now. That's another topic altogether. A World Cup game in the living room, smoking area, in the beer garden, big screen in front of you. There's actually probably no better feeling on a summer's day than that. It's the only decent spot to watch a bit of football. God, that's the thing, like. And once again, another thing getting ripped away. Look, 
I just don't understand it. And it goes against completely what the city council should be doing. It should be preserving cultural landmarks. It should be preserving places where people can meet and converse. And as I said, that's three different vibes altogether. Murray's is a traditional Irish bar. Favours is a rock and metal bar. The living room is a shithole. <laughs> well, it's, it's our shithole. It's our shithole, though. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's how I used to feel about Ireland. It's a shithole, but it's our shithole. But now I don't even want it to be my shithole anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, the amount of places that you named there that have closed down, the nightlife in Ireland is shy. Like, when I done 12 pubs there before COVID, you actually struggle to find 12 pubs that you want to go to for a gargle. Well, that's the thing. I'm surprised you even got the 12 pubs by the end of it. At half the place we were in, I, I wouldn't go there for a night. Yeah, well, I literally just went in for a gargle, see you later, just to get it done. But then that place, half the place I went to, you wouldn't go to just to have a few gargles or whatever. But like even tr- even getting home from town is an absolute nightmare. Taxis don't use the, what's it, Free Now app it's called? It was Free hey, Now, does does free now does bolt and still very very few ubers ubers um they don't use them and what they do is they drive into the center of town to pick someone up and they ask you where you're going and whether they want to accept a fare or not so mm-hmm. every time i go on a night out i always walk to Connolly station to get a taxi because i'm near enough guaranteed to get one there so I have to walk mm-hmm. from wherever I am. So if I'm on the south side, I have to walk 45 minutes back to Connie Station to get a fucking taxi. And then when I went to the tour there a few weeks ago, from Swords to where I am now, 15-minute drive max, maybe, let's say. Trying to get a taxi on the app wasn't working. It wasn't that late. It was about half one, two o'clock, if that late, give or take. And couldn't get on and on the app so taxi came in from the village pulled up beside us put my hand out he stopped roll down his window where are you going i'm going to this place sorry i'm not going that way me you're a fucking taxi not a bus it doesn't matter where you're going it's where i want to go exactly like, you're the paying customer like and if he was going home business can't be that bad if he's going home fair enough and he wants to get a fare on his way home fair enough but if he's in swords near enough every place people want to go is on your way home unless you live in north county dublin as in balbriggan rush every other person yeah every other person is more than likely going towards the city center but not probably as far so likes of down your area heading towards city center so i just stood there and laughed and i was like are you having a laugh where am i going sorry i'm not going that way i thought bus only done that not taxis i pay you and tell you where to go exactly it's kind of in the fucking job description like it's what a taxi is supposed to do and well, i've seen it enough where groups of lads like and we're not the most imposing group of lads in the world like me and my mates when we go out fucking hell trying to get a taxi back is an ordeal and even for the last few years i've decided like fuck this i'm walking home and even in pissing rain in snow I've decided to walk home because it was faster than getting a taxi. Yeah, it's a joke. I'll give you one. See, right. I have the luxury. I have the luxury of being, as you said, near enough to the city centre that I can walk. Yeah. But God love anyone going out to your way, going out to Sandry, going out to fucking Swords, going anywhere slightly outside of the city centre because I'm not going that way, pal. <laughs> That's, I fucking hear it all. I'm not going that way. I don't know what they're like. I know. The taxi that stops outside Northside or whatever, let's say. I know they want to get quick fares, so they're not going to drop you to fucking where you are. They want to drop you around that area. Quick, 10, 20 quid uh, drop off, back, get another one. Quick quick jobs, easy money, grand, understand that. But when you're out on a night out, you think that like the further you go, the more dough you're getting. Grand, fair enough. You're not going to get fucking quick fares, 20 quid, back every 20 minutes half an hour you're gonna be driving a good bit every time so i don't know where this is coming from like where are you going because <sighs> that baffled me it really did and i was gonna say there that night of 12 pubs i was trying to get a taxi along the case couldn't get one 
eventually a taxi stopped after about half an hour. I turned around to my mates like, right, come on. Someone tried to get in. Get the fuck out. Dragged your man back. He was literally about to get into the car. I dragged him back. And I said to my mates, come on, get in. And they were standing there like, what the fuck am I doing? I was like, I pulled this taxi down. Your man just tried to get into it. I dragged him back over and I said, come on, get in. Like, getting home is ridiculous. And I was looking up there. And there's, what, 26,000 taxis? Or there was 26,000. Um, I think in 2017, the actual statistic went up to 22,000. I think it was 17,000 taxis in Dublin. doesn't feel like it. And I say since the pandemic, a lot of them got other jobs because being in Ireland and work through the pandemic, a lot of them were taxi men saying they're out of work. And a lot of them said that the wouldn't return to that line of work. And even being in taxis over the past year or so, a lot of them are saying that they are hesitant about coming back into this job. And every taxi you get in now has a screen in it. As I said, the fares are going up. That's another thing that baffles me. They say they charge it per uh, kilometre. But when you're stationary, it still goes up the same speed. So that's another exactly. thing. I'm still baffled how the, uh, them fares work. I must look it up because I think they do charge them when you're stationary, but it's not as much. How is that calculated? Is it connected to the fucking wheels? I thought it was just a thing to plug into the bleeding uh, cigarette lighter and just press start, grand off you go. But, and <laughs> this is what gets me. They charge you a euro for every fare, for every person that's in the car. So if me and you were to get a taxi, it's two quid off the bat. I think it starts at two quid, so it's three quid off the bat, two quid for the fare, and an extra quid for you. How does that work? Think about it, actually, it starts off at four euro and 30 cent when you get into the car, and then the two of us get in at six euro and 30 cent. Yeah, sorry, I was wrong there, yes. So, <coughs> how does it go up a quid when you have more people? Are they charging you because it takes extra fucking uh, extra petrol to get? the heavier load to that place is that where they're coming from they're charging you for the extra load <laughs> like where's think about it if you're from? getting it i don't i don't know because it couldn't be the weight because realistically if it was if you were getting a taxi to the airport in a suitcase you'd be getting charged the euro for each suitcase you're putting in the bag as well so why do you charge an extra quid for every person that gets in the car it makes no sense to me like you look at how spanish taxis operate and that's literally just i'm gonna put the foot down i'm gonna get you where you're going in 10 minutes and it's gonna be a tenner you're like, right, that's no fucking problem, mate. Because oh, I know Spanish you're not dragging this out. Spanish taxis are deadly. Hey, who are they? Oh, it's great. It's like being on a roller coaster with someone. Flying on the back roads. Do you know what I used to love? Flying on the uh, back roads, yeah. <laughs> before, I, before I drove, I used to get a bus down to Aiden, and the odd time I'd get a taxi. So what I'd do is I'd flag down a taxi in my care bay. I only have a fiver. We'd just bring us down the road there. Nine times out of ten, they'd say, yeah, no bother. Even though it should cost you, let's say, where I'm going, about seven, eight quid. I'm like, here, all I have is a five, really. Just bring us down the road. <laughs> you wouldn't get that now. they tell you to fuck off. Not a mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You don't have yeah, your Yeah, you'd be soon. No, you'd be literally told, here, hop on the lift, I'll get you there quicker. And when you do, when you do get a taxi, they bring you fucking arseways. They bring you all around oh, the well, world. Oh, that's the thing. I'm like, mate, go this way. Oh, okay. And another thing I see online about taxis as well, um, the page Opinions of Matters with Adrian and Jeremy, they were saying about how Irish people will not get in a taxi with non-Irish citizens or non-Irish nationals. So if you're from Nigeria or fucking whatever you're from, if someone, if you pull up, if you're a taxi man, you pull up, they're saying most people will not get in that taxi. And I know that's not about you, but I don't give a fuck who's driving that car. Once Bro, if it has four wheels and a taxi plate, I'll hop into it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Throw me in the boot if you need it. Although, I, I don't understand that. It's, <laughs> you know? it's sad to see that it is happening and that it has to be mentioned and talked about. And reading through the comments, people do say they won't get in a taxi if they are a certain colour or a certain national nationality, which I think is a bit sad. 
yeah well like it's not right at the end of the day to be judging people on the colour of their skin or where they're coming from realistically we all know that if you're brought up over here you should know that at least and if you don't act upon that like if you don't if you don't realise that then you are a problem like <laughs> you are a part of a problem anyway but I've never had the experience where I've gone I'm not getting in that fella's taxi because he's black or I'm not getting in that taxi because your man's Chinese I've looked at it and gone four wheels in a taxi plate lovely off the drink 100 air please bro Regardless of who it is. I've had it the other way. Where? where I told them where I'm going and they asked for the deposit. In case I pulled the leg I have had that before and I've gone, now you're all, I'll get the next one. Yeah. Because it's it. always, yeah, 20 quid and be like, yeah, lovely, it's eight euro to my house from here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, you can kind of understand where they're coming from. It probably happens on a, on a regular, but you can understand where they're coming from to ask for like some sort of deposit. I don't want to pay it and I, I won't pay it. But you can understand where they come from. But when people say they won't get into a taxi because of man's nationality, I don't get that. And if it was, no, I don't understand that either. I know with a group of girls, it's probably different. You hear all these stories, blah blah blah. I don't know what it's like to feel like that and seeing stories. Girls are afraid of getting in taxis by themselves, no matter what the nationality is. Um, which I think is sad that they can't even get home safe. And there is this app you can get a driver check and they say to use the check the license plate or his driver's is a taxi license number or whatever it is to check that it's actually registered um but to not even feel safe getting home is something i've never experienced and i don't want to experience i think it's actually sad that people don't feel safe getting home so if you can't get a taxi home how the fuck are you gonna get home you gonna wait for well, it if you don't feel safe getting in a car to go home, you're going to feel safe walking. Like, if you're a girl, right, grand, you get in a car with a random bloke, you do probably feel on edge. You are probably texting your mates, letting them know where you are, where you're going, when you're going to be home. Or fucking even pretending to be on the phone. Like. That too. Like, that's sad. And that should not be happening. It's a sad day of affairs. You're dead right, bro. And it shouldn't be happening. It's like... Do you think it's, it's a one, 24th think it's, century? Do you think it's the one story that ruins it for people? Or do you think that it's the way people are brought up? Like, what, what way would you see it? See, I, don't, I don't know. I'd say it's a bit of both. And I wouldn't say it's only the one story. You know what I mean? I'd say there's plenty of story, anecdotal evidence out there of people having horrible situations in taxis and Look, honestly, I I don't know. It's just, it's not a good sight to see. And it, it adds to the sense of, well, this is shit that it seems to be fucking smothering this place at the minute. Like. So it should be where, like, if you're on the street getting harassed by a bloke, if you're a woman, let's say, and you're getting harassed by a bloke, you should feel safe getting in, safer getting into a taxi to get you home away from that fella. Not the other, exactly. other way around. You shouldn't be feeling threatened because someone's sitting in front of you in the car. Do you know what I mean? Like, but like people are always going to have to be on edge. Like, I, I know there's a start. Like, people like I've always heard like girls say to me, "It's like, oh, like when I walk home, I like keep keys in my hand." That's not only girls that do that. I used to walk home with a set of keys in between my hands, being like, "Whoever fucking tries to hop on me is getting it." Like, do you know what I mean? God fucking love them. It's anyone can be attacked, and everyone. I think it's right to have some level of fear or apprehension when you're going into most situations because you don't know how it's going to turn out. There's no 100% chance that everything goes well and you get home at the end of the day. But it should be close enough to 100% chance that it's a non-factor. You shouldn't have to think about it. But the society we live in and the world we're living in at the minute and the way people seem to behave and be so self-centered and so selfish, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. You know what I mean? I feel like if women are feeling afraid on a night out or getting in a taxi or walking home there's probably a reason for that there's no smoke without fire you know and it's a sad state of affairs as we've said that people are feeling like that male female anything like you know what i mean you shouldn't be feeling unsafe in the place you live in in a fucking car that you're paying to get a lift home in or walking down the street it's not fair it's not right and i don't have a solution for that for now if i'm walking home of walking to let's say the keys to try to get a taxi and i see someone a girl walking in front of by herself i'm thinking to myself what can i do to make her feel safe that she doesn't feel like she's being followed like that's 
what's gone through my head and i've heard stories of people saying that like when they're walking home they're looking over their shoulder to see a bloke coming towards and they walk on the other side of the road and they're constantly doing this like when i'm out i never feel on edge or like they have to have a key in my hand like what you said and I've never once felt like that and I don't want to feel like that. I can't imagine what it feels like. And like, it's sad that like you have to think about making other people feel safe, but if it keeps them happy, it keeps them happy. And if I see someone getting, getting harassed by a bloke, I'd walk over and tend to know them to get away from the situation. And it's... See, even at that though, you're looking at someone could feel threatened by even you coming over and it's like... Um, like entering yourself into the situation even though your intentions are nothing but pure and right there to be like Meryl, I'm here to give you a hand just make sure that you're alright because they don't know you they might see the stranger factor and be like oh fuck there's two of them now let's say you saw someone standing there by, by himself and a bloke just randomly strolled over to her and started talking to her and whatever you'd have to go over and do something about it you had to stand in let it happen. Oh, if she if she looked like she was uncomfortable and didn't want to be part of the conversation, then of course I'd be like, "Oh, come here, yeah, your mates are looking for you." Something like that, or you know, you know, something just to kind of call them away, or almost be like, "Oh my god, I haven't seen you in ages," because at least then it gives you more time then to assess the situation and see what's actually going on there. Is it a couple fighting? Is it a a, a bloke harassing a woman? Like you, you never know, and it's hard I find anyway to interject myself into any sort of situation like that when I don't know. First of all, the consequences of it, of my actions introducing myself, or the context of what's actually going on in that situation. Yeah. Look, don't don't get me wrong here. If I seen someone getting harassed or getting attacked, try stop me. Honestly, try stop me getting involved. But you'd know there's always going to be that. You'd know if there's going to be the apprehension. You'd know, but yeah, you would. You'd, you'd know by the vibe. You can tell by body language. Yeah, you know no, what I mean. No time sense of time won't get involved, but like if you know then you do get involved. Oh, you have to. You really do, or else it says a lot about your character if you decide to walk away from a situation like that. And I've heard loads of stories about blokes saying all this, what we're saying, to try and make girls feel better on night out and make them feel like they are safe. And we're not all dickheads, it's just a small minority of people that are dickheads, but like it's sad that it's happening. It's sad about the taxi situation, that people don't feel safe getting into a taxi with certain, certain nationality. It's Pocks that people don't feel safe walking home, no matter what gender they are. It feels like we're in fucking America. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. At least we're not. At least we're not with them gun-toting freaks <laughs> over there. Yeah. And just so any American viewers that are watching this, if we have any, these are freaks. We all know it. You know it. These are a bunch of fucking freaks. <laughs> I think we have a small percentage. I mean, People no, I think it's most. I think it's most of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean we have a small percentage of people listening to podcasts from America. I, I checked it one day. I think we have some, a few from like Canada, America. I think Australia, New Zealand, and all that shit. But after we'll check it. But that was interesting to know. So the boys are worldwide in the Anglosphere. Nice anywhere that speaks English. We are infiltrating. As McGregor said, we didn't come here to take part. We came here to take over. That's it. <clears throat> And come here, guys, if you are or do happen to be from any of those countries mentioned by Aaron, please comment below the price of a box of smokes in your area. <laughs> comment below as well and let us know if you do, if any of the topics brought up by are affecting you in any way, like, get on to us. And honestly, me and Aaron are more than likely going to reply to you. We're more than likely happy to have a chat with you or talk is through anything that's going on there. You don't want anyone feeling alone, especially in a time like this. No. Especially when things, basically shit is hitting the fan all over the place. Prices, everything is going up. I'd imagine happiness is going down and we're only after coming out of it and being locked in their houses for two years. So you can understand why people would be feeling like they're going a bit mental. Like people, if anyone does feel like that, know that you can reach out to us. It'll be confidential unless you don't want it to be. It won't be brought up on the podcast. We're not about doing things like that. We're not about cloud, cha- or cloud chasing. As you can see, we don't have that much cloud to begin with. But look, anyone that has been affected, anyone that feels impacted by anything discussed tonight, please get on to us. You'll always find far open ears here, unless I'm on holiday, in which my ears and phone, oh, ears will be closed and phone will be off. 
there is always someone there to listen to you and to talk so no matter how small you think the situation is it will eat up at you over time so it's best off to talk to someone it doesn't have to be us to talk to anyone but our dms are always open and another thing as well if you are going to sweet house, sweet house mafia let us know that's gonna be a belt overnight i cannot wait for that oh yeah that's i wonder how much point to be by then just pop into the head there about sweet house mafia but uh i sort of mentioned it on a brighter note of course not a brighter note oh, yeah on a brighter note there's a lot of things that we can look forward to this year that's it. As Aaron said, there's the all learning final that's coming up at the end of the year. Electric Picnic is back. Not that I'd be looking forward to that anyway. Swedish House Mafia are playing. There's plenty of concerts over the summer and into the September. We have the country legend himself, Garth Brooks, who happens to be our sponsor. Money, yes. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, man. In honour of Garth Brooks, though, in some stage during September, when we, do do, when we are doing a podcast, because I live around the corner from Pro Park, we can actually do a little live stream. I'll sit here with a cowboy hat on in my backyard. And you can hear the concert live if you don't have a ticket. Oh my god, yes. That's oh, of course. Who wouldn't love that? <laughs> Seeing me in tears listening to some country music. That's it. And on that note, I think we should end this week's episode here. I don't see a problem with that at all. Guys, everyone, look, just don't forget, like, share, subscribe if you feel like it or if you're enjoying the content. As me and Aaron about said, if anyone's feeling like they're struggling whatsoever, our DMs are always open. Be kind to each other. I'm trying to think of something Bob Marley was saying, but I can't think of that. And so, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> That's it. About a thing. Because every little thing is going to be all right. Going to be all right, man. Talk to you later. Slant.